0: Our passage this morning is titled, A Call to Persevere. But dear friends, remember what the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ foretold. They said to you, in the last times, there will be scoffers who will follow their own ungodly desires. These are the men who divide you, who follow mere natural instincts and do not have the spirit. But you dear friends build yourselves up in your most holy faith and pray in the holy spirit keep yourselves in god's love as you wait for the mercy of our lord jesus christ to bring you to eternal life be merciful to those who doubt snatch others from the fire and save them To others show mercy mixed with fear hating even the clothing stained by corrupted flesh to him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy to the only god our saviour be glory majesty power and authority through jesus christ our lord before all ages, now and forevermore. Amen. Thanks,
1: Trevor. Let's just pray before we start. Father God, we thank you that we can come to your word. We pray that your Holy Spirit will guide us and he will direct us Help me this morning and help us to be open to hearing from you and from your word. In your precious name, amen. Well, two weeks ago, we uh, navigated our way through the first 16 verses of this short letter from Jude to a group of early church believers in the first half of the letter. We saw that Jude was clearly outlining a problem which was facing those believers and that problem was that they needed to be ready and expect that false teachers from within would try and corrupt the gospel. And they were also reminded of the fact that just as God had throughout history, He would judge them. Well, this week we're going to continue through the rest of this letter, where Jude now moves from outlining the problem and the pattern throughout history to what the believers need to actually do about that. The key concept that we're going to see here this morning is that of perseverance. As Boaz so beautifully said, being able to work through those hard and challenging things. This morning we are going to step our way through the rest of this book using the following three points to guide us. Why do we need to persevere? How do we actually persevere, and hope for perseverance? Now often we'll come up against hard and challenging obstacles on our way to achieving a particular goal. Most things are not smooth sailing in life. It might be a a stitch or a cramp when you're exercising, extra bits left over when you're putting something back together, a needle which just seems to keep on snapping, Or maybe the weeds that just don't seem to die. Or, as I know we have in our house, the dirty washing that seems to multiply the more you wash. See, fixing your eyes on the goal doesn't actually mean that the challenges won't happen when trying to get there. Jude has reminded his believers that they need to contend for the faith, that they need to be more active in watching out for And working through challenges and pitfalls as they come so what do we need to persevere well verse 17 and 19 addresses this and in short we need to persevere because we have to it's what we're called to do verse 17 but dear friends Remember that the Apostles of the Lord Jesus Christ foretold. They said to you, in the last times there will be scoffers who will follow their own ungodly desires. These are the people who will divide you, who will follow mere natural instincts and do not have the Spirit. Jude starts this section by reminding the reader that the Apostles warned them about this very problem that they're going through. They warned them that they would be scoffers that they would follow their own evil desires. He's connecting back to the historical examples that he's used earlier in the letter, to this warning from the apostles closer to the time of this early church, which connects directly to the challenges that they are actually facing. Jude is reiterating this with three key features in verse 19. These features are this. Firstly... That the people are dividers instead of being those who bring harmony and unity they bring disunity secondly they follow their natural instincts they are worldly and secular this connects once again to those examples we saw earlier of sexual immorality and the love of money of greed and power and thirdly they are unbelievers they are not indwelt by the Holy Spirit Now we can see that these three areas are the ones that we need to look out for in others but we actually also need to pause and reflect upon ourselves. Are we seeking to divide or are we seeking to unite? Are we driven by our natural instincts, by our desires for power and greed or is there evidence in our lives of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit? You see, we need to persevere because we're going to face challenges. We're going to face false teachers. We're going to face division. But those who are trying to divide us and lead us astray and tempt us into sin, they will come. We need to be on the lookout for others, but we also need to be on the look in at ourselves. Are we being drawn into worldly and immoral living? Do we believe that we have the Holy Spirit dwelling in us? Is he guiding and directing us? While we live in the now of our faith, we look forward to the not yet of our faith. And through that journey, we are called to work out our salvation, to be active navigating through the challenges which will come that should not surprise us so how do we practically do this how do we practically persevere verse 20 but you dear friends by building yourselves up in the most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit keep yourselves in God's love as you wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you eternal life The structure of this paragraph actually has the main command in the middle of the paragraph. The main command here is actually keep yourselves in God's love. Keep ourselves in God's love? Is this verse saying that we are the ones who have the active power to be kept or not kept in God's love? Well, yes and no. To better understand this, we need to dig a little bit deeper into this concept of being kept Being kept, or or keeping, comes up multiple times in this letter from Jude. Earlier in the letter, we saw that the believers were kept by Christ in verse 1. And then in verse 6, we saw that the ungodly are kept for judgment, and that they didn't keep their positions that they were given. You see, there are two parts to keeping. It might be helpful to think about this in these two parts. There's God's part. And there's our part now in many ways this is what reformed theology calls the perseverance of the Saints part one God's part those who are called true believers are kept by God now and forever Peter in 1st Peter 1 speaks of the inheritance believers receive through the new birth as imperishable undefiled unfading and kept in heaven for you who by God's power are being guarded through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last days. John records in his gospel account, Jesus teaching that nobody can snatch the sheep from his hands. I give them eternal life and they will never perish and no one can snatch them from my hand. God knows those who are his and those who are his will be kept forever. That's the God part. The second part is the us part. Actively keeping in God's love. Keeping ourselves near the Good Shepherd. Persevering in the faith. This is, not acti- this is active, it is not passive. We're not called to sit still and do nothing while we wait for Christ to return. Now one can look at this and think that this means that it's actually all up to us, that we've got to earn that. It isn't, because while we are holding on to Christ, he is holding on to us. While we may sometimes let go and lose our way, he doesn't. We're not left to do this alone, friends. The promise of the Holy Spirit means that he is revealing, empowering and enabling this security. You know him and he dwells in you and he is in you and he will help you. Now, does this mean that true believers won't stumble and they won't fall? No, not at all. That's what persevering is. Working through those struggles, those pitfalls. Now, we need to hold these two parts, the God part and the us part, in tension, because we can wrongly embrace these promises. We can wrongly embrace the promise of being kept by God in a way that isn't helpful. If we think that this removes all responsibility from us as believers, we can kick back thinking, well, if I'm being kept by God, I'm all good. There's no worries. I don't need to do anything. Now, while it is true that we cannot do anything to earn our salvation, it is untrue to say that we are not commanded to do we are called to work out our salvation paul captures both side of this dynamic very well in philippians 2 work out your own salvation with fear and trembling our bit keeping in god's love for it is god who works in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure god's bit being kept by god all true believers must persevere in the faith despite the many peaks and valleys of their spiritual journey but equally true all believers will persevere in their faith because of the state sustaining work of the holy spirit in their hearts and wills it might help to think about it like this if you have been blessed with the joyful challenge of parenthood you will know that children your children are well your children there is nothing that they can do to change that even though sometimes they might try they are kept in that position but as children they also have a role to play in being kept in your love now this doesn't mean that you don't or won't always love them there may be times that you don't like them very much but they are there ready to help and hold. It means that you have a role to play in them walking in step with that love, in them keeping in it. They have a role to play. When they obey you, or as an older adult child, when they honour you, they live out the things that you have worked so hard to teach and instill in them. They are keeping themselves in step with your love. When they disobey you or make choices contrary to how you've taught them, then they are out of step. Now, there are many peaks and valleys on the journey of parenting, many I'm sure I'm yet to experience and know, but none of those challenges that they face Change the fact that they are kept, as your child, secure. Jude doesn't just leave it there. He gives us some practical advice on how to do this persevering. And yes, you guessed it, as he has done throughout his letter, there are three. Verse 20. You, dear friends, by building yourselves up in the most holy faith... By praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in God's love as you wait for the mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ to bring you to eternal life. Firstly, we must grow in the knowledge of our faith. We must build ourselves up. Now, remembering that Jude is using faith in his letter here in terms of doctrinal truth, in terms of teaching. This means that we actively need to work in understanding the teachings about God. Don't just read your Bible, study it. There is actually a difference. It's kind of like hearing something is different to actually listening to it. It took me about 20 years of life as a Christian before I actually did something more than just skim through the Bible at church or go to a Bible study and flick over a couple of verses. I know it's hard when you've been a Christian for a long time to say, hey, I need to get better at this, but it's worth it, and it's what helps you persevere. Secondly, pray in the Holy Spirit. What does it mean to pray in the Holy Spirit? Well, Jude is not here talking about tongues. He is talking about inviting the moving and guiding power of the Holy Spirit to work in you we need to remember that we are being kept by God and one of the ways we show our dependence on Him is by praying for Him to do work in us through the Holy Spirit. Prayer is a means of grace that God uses to keep us secure and to cause us to persevere to the end in faith. And thirdly, we are to wait. Once again, this is an active waiting, not a passive one. We are to wait expectantly for the fulfilment of our salvation. Waiting with hope. Now, it struck me that these can almost seem like classic Sunday school answers. Read the Bible, pray and wait for Jesus to come again. Well, and they are. However, they're not just three tasks we need to tick off, a tick box list of things we need to do to earn or guarantee our salvation. Because remember, there's nothing we can do to earn or guarantee our salvation. It's about what's been done for us. But what we are being told to do is to actively persevere, knowing that struggles will come. Knowing that there will be people who will try to divide us. Knowing that the truth is twisted by those who are seeking their own glory. Knowing that temptations will come. Sexual immorality and greed are all around us. It involves work. It's not just about reading the Bible, it's about seeking to understand and applying it. It's not just about saying grace every time you eat. It's about earnestly praying in the Holy Spirit that he will move you and guide you in your perseverance. It's not just about sitting around waiting to die, it's about living for the now for Jesus while looking forward to an eternity with him. Being able to experience mercy and show Christ's mercy to others. You see, friends, this perseverance we are called to is not just for our own benefit. It's also for the benefit of others. Jude now moves from what we see that we need to do for us to what we need to do and how we need to treat others and yep it's another three be merciful to those who doubt save others by snatching them from the fire to show mercy mixed with fear hating even the stained and corrupted flesh the clothing of the stained and corrupted flesh firstly the doubters those who are wavering and doubting to those we should show mercy when we know of those who are doubting We need to get alongside them. We need to encourage them in the faith. We need to show mercy to them, just as we need to seek mercy ourselves when we are doubting or struggling. We need to show it. We need to invite them to renew their faith, to keep themselves in God's love, guiding them with the word, with the help of the Holy Spirit, and remind them of the hope of eternity that is before them. The second group here, are the willful sinners. To those who are descending into destruction, when we know of those who are falling deeper into temptation and sin, we need to do everything we can to snatch them from the fire, to deliver them from that destruction. We should not sit idly by and watch others fall into sin. Worse, gossip about them while watching them fall. Nor should we assume the seat of judgment and condemn them. But we should do all we can to rescue them to ask for the holy spirit's guidance and courage to reach out and rebuke thirdly the group i've called the tricky ones this is a warning that sometimes those we seek to help are not just wayward doubters or willful sinners but a bit of a mix Here we need to be really wise and cautious. We need to show mercy mixed with fear and hatred. There is to be a mix. We need to show mercy towards the sinner, but fear that we could be enticed and captivated ourselves by the sin. The sin which we are to hate. Being wise in knowing that we can so easily fall into that sin. Remember that the false teachers that Jude has been talking about are seeking to bring others with them. We need to be wise and cautious. Now we know that many people make professions of faith and then turn away. The Apostle John talked about those who left the company of the disciples. Those who went out from us were never really with us, he says in 1 John 2.19 outwardly they professed but they weren't actually true believers jesus himself said these people honor me with their lips but their hearts are far from me in matthew 15. as we turn and ponder these things it can be uncomfortable to reflect on many of us here have loved ones ones very near and dear to us who have heard the truth of the gospel who know about salvation through Jesus they may have even publicly professed fear and faith in him but they're not living that out they're not persevering this raises questions in our minds about are they saved are they kept by god well what about that once saved always saved stuff jeff surely this means that all those years ago when they said that prayer they'll be good We need to acknowledge that our emotions kick in here and it can get in the way of what we actually know is true. Something a dear friend of mine once said to me was, do all you can to help your kids follow Jesus. Teach them, pray for them, and trust God. He said to me, they're the only thing in this earth that you can take with you. But most importantly, he reminded me, you need to remember, and here's the kicker, it's not actually up to you. God knows those who are his, and his people will hear him, and they will respond. No matter how hard it is, I need to, we need to wrestle with the reality that God, in his infinite wisdom and abounding grace, may not have chosen some who are near and dear to us. Now there is tension here between divine sovereignty and human responsibility and we must not speak of assurance in a way that denies the weight of the warnings and the responsibility that each believer has into making that effort to persevere because true faith by definition will always persevere. I really like this quote from R.C. Sproul, true Christians can have radical and serious falls but never total final falls from grace. Being assured, being kept by God, knowing it with certainty, is seen in perseverance. We need to remember that assurance springs not from a power of positive thinking, but from the power of the gospel. All true believers will persevere in the faith. They cannot lose their salvation precisely because of the sustaining work of God in their lives. This brings us to our final point this morning. Our hope for perseverance. Our hope is secure in Christ. Jude finishes his letter with an amazing, encouraging doxology. To him who is able to keep you from stumbling... And to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy to the only God, our Saviour, be glory, majesty, power and authority through Jesus Christ, our Lord, before all ages, now and forevermore. Amen. It is God who keeps us. He is able to. It is God who sustains us. We are presented faultless because of the saving work of Christ. We persevere through keeping ourselves in God's love, by contending for the faith, building up our knowledge of our, of his teachings, praying for continual help in guidance by the Holy Spirit, while actively waiting for the return of Jesus. We need to show mercy to those who are weak and struggling. To rebuke the willful sinner and guard our heart while doing this knowing all the time that we don't and can't do this in our own strength we do it through the holy spirit jude's letter was written with urgency to a group of believers this sense of urgency needs to not be lost on us today we need to be ready and expect that people will try to corrupt the gospel we need to rest in the knowledge that god will judge them just as he always has what do we need to do we need to persevere so what am i going to do about this what are you going to do about this do you need to be more watchful for those who are trying to corrupt you Do you need to do a better job of filtering what you're reading and listening about God? Do you need to trust God's judgment and not try to dish it out yourself? Do you need to confess of your own corrupt ways and rediscover God's mercy? How are you going in your knowledge of God this week? How are you growing? Are you communicating with God in the Spirit? Are you asking for His moving and guidance? Are you showing his love and mercy to others? Are you ready to rebuke, to snatch others from the path of sin? Or are you sitting back in judgment over them? Are you waiting expectantly, secure in the hope found in Jesus Christ? Am I, are we, persevering in our faith? Let me conclude this morning by reading the closing verses from Jude once again to encourage us in how we can and will persevere as true believers. To him who is able to keep you from stumbling and present you faultless before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy, to the only God our Saviour, be glory majesty power and authority through jesus christ our lord before all ages now and forevermore amen let us pray father god we thank you for your word we thank you for the encouragement and the challenge that it brings to us Lord, we thank you for your mercy and your grace freely given to us. Lord, help us to persevere. Help us to encourage those around us that we love to persevere in the faith. Knowing all the while that you ultimately know those who are yours. And those who are yours know you and will persevere. Help us as we wrestle with this. Help us to encourage and love and care for each other. And be encouraged and guided and moved by the Holy Spirit. In your precious and holy name. Amen.